0: Welcome to another edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Thank you guys for tuning in to another music edition of the show today. I'm actually just finishing up another bass lesson class. Ever since the pandemic hit in March and we went under lockdown, I've decided to kind of stretch my budget a little bit and you know, cancel some memberships here and there. Actually, the only thing that was holding me back from taking these lessons was the, <clears throat> excuse me, the jujitsu membership that I was still under contract for. Luckily, under very positive circumstances, I was able to cancel that membership and finally start doing, you know, because to me, it's, if I'm being a realist and I'm, it's not very practical to practicing a contact sport right now, given the circumstances. Uh, Just, uh, and I'm going to go off a little tangent here, just over a little week ago, I myself had to get tested for COVID-19. Luckily, came back negative due to being exposed to a friend of mine. And, you know, fortunately, he's doing really well. Uh, Didn't go down. And to him, it was, and I don't want to speak on his behalf, but he didn't have to go the route to where he had to go to the hospital and, you know, be placed on the ventilator, stuff like that. He's, he's on the mend now, as they say. But long story short, I finally started paying off some of the small debts that I have. And was lucky enough to finally be able to afford to start taking music lessons. In this case, I started taking bass guitar lessons. How are you taking these lessons, Juan? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> these are very interesting because they're actually they're only offering these lessons right now. I'm taking them through Guitar Center and they offer them online through Zoom. Different packages actually two different packages for whatever instrument you want to start taking lessons on whether it be guitar bass guitar keyboards vocals drums whatever the case may be you can either sign up for the beginner pack which is i believe a four pack three lessons and a free lesson that goes with it so yeah basically a four pack Beginner or advanced. The beginner portions are 30 minutes each and the advanced portions are about an hour long. So I started taking the four-pack online bass lessons and really, really showing some some minor progress. I want to say it's major progress, but it's uh, something I've been delving on since I've been working from home like I have since March slowly but surely we started heading back to the office and as of today Friday July 10th we are scaled back to just going one day out of the whole week to the office my group is scheduled to go in on Mondays and the rest of the week is just spent at home just working from home uninterrupted from eight to five and the rest of the evening's free as they say nevertheless also gives me an opportunity to continue to roll out these music editions for the show given the fact that the nature of the subject is just to just to deviate from What's what continues to go on within within our city, within our county, within our state, within our nation, and worldwide? It's um, a distraction, to say the least. You know, I think for some people, the last thing that they want to hear about is coronavirus, COVID nineteen, or politics. Democrat party, the Republican party. And the, the, the hottest topic at the moment that is sparking up a lot of outrage is the reopening of schools. That alone is a whole nother, whole nother podcast for another day, but I'm not going to spend too much time on it because greatly a lot of the people that I know, a lot of friends and a lot of teachers i've managed to keep in contact with throughout the years have very strong opinions about this and i agree i i totally agree i.e. bass lessons that i'm taking originally i would have been taking these in store at, at the guitar center i'm a huge proponent of online lessons online classes and it's just something that we have to adapt and overcome it, of course it's not the same taking classes out of school or in store it's not the same that but you're still getting the same material i can tell you from the lessons i've been taking online it's uh, i've been learning quite quite a lot you know because you you're able to log as long as you have internet access and a zoom account you're able to log in and you can you can zoom with your instructor. He has his guitar on his end, and you have your guitar on your end, and you're good to go. So, nonetheless, that's enough of me rambling for for quite an intro. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, man. I just it's just so weird. I'm just if I look back at myself and. It's like, man, you're really just talking to yourself. No, I just pretend like I'm talking to somebody on the other end of the mic. Really, I'm talking to nobody. I'm looking outside the window. Really, really hot day out there. But nevertheless, let's see. How many do we have? One, two, three, four. Continuing the topic of concert reviews for today's edition, I have... Five shows that i'm gonna review as we move forward to the year twenty twelve I don't know for some reason twenty twelve was a was a really really good year from what I recall in between all these shows and and I'll get into it as as I go in between these shows I had the great opportunity to visit Mexico City for the first time. On a week vacation. And also visited Austin for the first time. For a weekend getaway. I think the trip to Mexico City fell in between one of these. It was during the summer. And the Austin trip was way towards the end of the year. But I'll go ahead and start with the Gigantor. Friday, March 12, 2012. Gigantor, for those of you that might not know, is the touring, I guess you could say touring circuit festival that Dave Mustaine put together for bands to tour along with Megadeth. I think I want to say this was a United States exclusive tour. I could be wrong. I, I don't really recall. Megadeth, one of the founding... Founding fathers of thrash metal from back in the late 80s. This was actually the first show that I went to with my brother. It was just my brother and I. And looking looking back at a show like this kind of goes on to just te- show you the effort that was put into going to these shows. I was still in college at the time. About two years in. Just no money at all. I mean, I I say I had no money, but I mean no money to spend, like I do now. Working, you know, you pay bills and you buy clothes and stuff you want, stuff you need, groceries, food, whatnot. I remember I bought these tickets at the box office. This concert took place at the Revention Music Center. At the time, I think it was still called the Bayou Music Center. They might have changed the name within the week or Verizon. I can't remember. This place has had too many changes. But if you know the place, it's right across from, right next to the Hard Rock Cafe, downtown Houston. Walking distance from where the Sam Houston Coliseum used to be at. The now defunct Sam Houston Coliseum. this this show was very very memorable because for one my brother and I took the bus to <laughs> to go to the show yeah it it didn't just happen in the 60s or in the 70s or in the 80s Nah, it still happened in 2012 i didn't really start driving a car until literally the end of the year going into 2013 So for two straight years, I was taking the bus to a lot of places, and since I already knew, I already had my bus route down. Since I was attending U of H downtown, I had I already knew like my little spots and where to get off, and how to get to Revention Center without a hassle. So we ended up taking the bus. And man was it hot. It was a hot one. We ended up taking the bus. Then I think we took the metro rail from there. And then we still had to walk to the venue. Which was a good walking distance. From where the metro rail is at. right, Right up to the venue. We had some decent seats I'd say. It's not. I wouldn't say they were great seats. There were upper balcony seating and quite a handful of people where we were at. Most of the action was down in the in the pit. As always. If I'm not mistaken, it was this was Megadeth. Oh, let me go back. It's Megad Motorhead was originally supposed to play the show and due to health reasons. I believe Lemmy had to pull out, and was my. This was actually my only chance to see Megadeth perform live. I mean, Megadeth, Motorhead, jeez, I'm all over the place right now. <laughs> Motorhead. Sadly, Lemmy passed away years later, and I never had the chance to see Motorhead. I believe it's one of the few bands who I'd never, never really had the opportunity to see live. And so it was, I want to say it was Volbeat, Lacuna Coil, and Megadeth. And I do have my computer on with me right now, but I'm really lazy to do this research. Given the fact that I have other shows to review. First time seeing all three bands, and I had been a Megadeth fan for, for years, Growing up, listening to yeah, the classics, classic albums, Cells So far, so good. So what? Rest in peace. I mean, what can you more can you say about that? Countdown to Extinction, Euthanasia. If I had, if I had to pick my favorite Megadeth album, it had to be Euthanasia. Pretty obvious to say that Rust in Peace would be my favorite, but I'd have to go with Euthanasia because it's, it's right in the middle. It's a, well, no, I take that back. It's almost a departure to what they were heading towards as far as a, as far as a, I guess you could say commercial band that still, re- still retains some of those thrash elements with kinda more slower paced. Lacuna coy and Volbeat. not really huge fans of them, but I'd stick around, you know, I I'd give them the benefit of the doubt. There was a guy that was sitting behind behind us at the show when I said he had seen Megadeth back in the It was always those dudes, Oh man, you should have seen him back in the day what? I'm like, dude. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm here seeing them now. You know, if I was around back then, I probably would have. But it's just so not the case in most of these shows. I was born in 1991, for God's sakes. Most of these old fucks were already around. They're already, what, in their 30s? <laughs> you should have seen Megadeth back in the day, man. They were really on the Rust in Peace tour. I'm sure they would good. They were good then. Much like they are good now. I remember the deep cut. This is a deep, deep cut that they played. They played the song from Last Action Hero, Angry Again. My God, did did it go over well with me. Not so much with other people, but I grew up listening to that song. It was a, a great show. It's something that Something some memories that are I'm really fond of, you know, spending time with my brother and having to catch the bus to to go to the show. We're wearing our black t-shirts and it's, it's fun times, man. If I had any fun in college, it was doing stuff like that. It was never it's never getting drunk or doing drugs or nothing like that. It was always going to shows either by myself or with my family or with my, with my friends. It was good times, listening to good music. In my opinion, I mind you, people were ready and willing to say, no, man, my music, this music is better than that. No, 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 no. Just my opinion. Just many of the slew of shows that I took part of for the early part of the year. Three months later came, let's see. Sunday, June 24, 2012. My very first time seeing Van Halen. My God. If I can tell you the first time I listened to Van Halen, you'd be shocked. No, it wasn't 1978. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was actually my dad. That listened to the first Van Halen album when it came out in '78. I just so happened to listen to it for the first time on my first trip to Mexico. Very first trip. I think this was. Was it first or second trip? No, it was the first trip. This was in the summer of. Ju- was it June or July? had to be July 2001, pre-9-11. was is the only CD that I had on rotation on my dad's CD player. Constantly, constantly just listened to it over over and over again. Fast forward, what, 13 years later and I'm seeing them in concert. Now I believe I had just come back from... From Mexico City. I'm in the process of going through my old photos. I have a hard drive with a bunch of photos I've extracted from old older iPhones and older iPods. I have to look at the actual date. I want to say this was before... No, no, no. This was The show was after my trip to Mexico City. So I was in Mexico City for about a week. I think I came back that Friday... Friday before or the Saturday? I honestly can't remember when I came back, and this is just gonna bother me till the end of time. But nevertheless, I mean, I think it was I must have left on a Friday, so I was there for seven days. Yeah, I must I must have came back that Friday before? and we were trying to go to the show i was trying to take my dad with me for some reason and he said no no just take your brother with you and you know he gave us money to go i didn't have any cash at the time um very generous of him (laughs) and we went to the show i was i remember still being so beat from the trip it was in the middle of the of the summer. It's just really really blazing hot. I might have gotten sick too around that time. So I can't remember. I have to go back and revisit my my files in my brain. See if I can process any of that. Interestingly enough, Cool and the Gang was the opening band for Van Halen. Another band I grew up listening to from back in the day. All these bands I grew up listening to because of my dad. And I I thank him for that. Grew up with a lot of good music. So, yeah, again, it went for the cheaper seats. I didn't have too much to spend on, so we grabbed what was available. And it was a side Side stage view, upper balcony. was probably the shittiest, nosebleed seeds I've ever had. Did I care? Not really. (laughs) I was there to see Van Halen. Who gives a turkey where you're sitting at when you're in the presence of Eddie Van Halen. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. I'll take that over anything. Only thing I well yeah i do keep i keep i keep my ticket stubs I get the concert t shirt a few pictures here and there it was a good time i think this one went with my brother also Just is my brother and I we had a really good time and oddly enough following up uh, we went back to Mexico I think it was maybe about a couple days after that to the little town that we visit for an, another short week vacation. I'm like, "Man, I just came back from Mexico City. I'm going back to Mexico." That was younger than too, so I I was able to pull that off. Nowadays, I barely get out of the house. <laughs> A little shout out to my buddy Brian Salazar for picking up these tickets. Took place Monday, July 30th, 2012. We, I think it was just him, my brother, and I went to go see Aerosmith and Cheap Trick at the Toyota Center. Van Halen and Cool and the Gang was also at the Toyota Center. I forgot to throw that in there. Toyota Center, not the best venue for concerts, in my opinion. I just feel the sound acoustics are not up to par. You really have to be sitting... Looking at the stage from the very middle section, and you can be on the upper section or on the lower section as long as it's in the middle, even to the side, you can still get a good sound off of it. It's just I feel that the way that the PAs are positioned and the way that they're mixing it, you have to be at a really, really good position. I've never been for a show, I've never actually been on the floor. I've only been, I've only had floor seating once. I think this is for a wrestling event years ago. But needless to say, first time, also the first time seeing Aerosmith and Cheap Trick. Again, big fans of these uh, of these shows, these bands. Well, with Van Halen, you have. First album that's that's it and you run through all the david lee roth era albums and you have your band of course people will debate you know throwing sammy in there but you know sammy Hagar's good too i just feel like it's a different band yeah it's two different bands you know david lee roth is more geared towards raw hard rock eventually ended up Branching out into show tunes and stuff. With Sammy, it was more of... And if you look at it, every album they put out with Sammy Hagar went out to number one on the Billboard charts. So it was more aimed towards a more commercial crowd. It was a more commercial direction they were taking. A lot more presence on MTV with the videos and... Platinum albums and selling out arenas... Yeah, Sammy played some of those Roth era songs, but didn't go over so well. Aerosmith and Cheap Trick, I mean, man, what more can you say about Aerosmith? I mean, you have the the dual team of double threat of Joe Perry and Steven Tyler. And what an amazing rhythm section to back it up with, with Joey Kramer on drums, Tom Hamilton on bass, and Brad Whitford on rhythm, guitar, I mean, God, you would think these guys would be dead by now, given all the drugs they did back in, in the 70s and the 80s. Cheap Trick opening for them was really, really good, and you got the Dream Police, uh, Surrender, The Flame. Want you to want me. I mean, Budokan, the live at Budokan was a solid, solid album that put him on the map as far as a arena act. Had a good view for this, for this show. Um, Again, Toyota Center, not the best, not the best uh, for concerts, I might add. And then not even a week later, I'm out in the woodlands with my family. Went to go see KISS and Motley Crue. Third time seeing KISS in the last two years. Those last two years. Jeez. Uh, This had to be the second time seeing Motley Crue. When they announced this tour, KISS and Motley Crue, I said, hell yeah, I'm there. They were dubbing it The Tour. We have a, a band like KISS... Massively popular all over the world. All you can throw in there is the greatest hits. And you have a band like Motley. Who again has their own show and their own hits. This was this was merely a greatest hits tour. You're not going to hear any new... I think they might have played one song. For each band. I think so. Because I think Motley had a single out at the time and I think Kiss had just put out no, they were about to put out a new album. About two months after that. But yeah, it was most mostly just the greatest hits tour. Woodlands is really, really good. The pavilion is a greater great outdoor shed arena for not arena, outdoor shed amphitheater for shows. Highly recommend if you're out there seeing a show in the future, really, really spend the money and get reserve seating. I guarantee you, you will not regret it. You might have to stand up, but you also have the option to sit down because reserve seating is covered, so it can start raining, it can be beaming down sunlight, Um, whatever the case may be. You're not going to get wet and you're not going to get sunburned. And they also have these uh, fans up top. On a good night, you'll get some good wind blowing and man, it'll be really good. I've seen some really, really good shows there. I want to say I had long seats for these also. Yeah, sure did. I'm never doing long seating again. Never. I hate it. Too far from the stage and it's in the lawn where almost anything goes. <laughs> and if it rains, you might get a little muddy. Which I've also experienced coming into this next show. So, again, going back to Kiss of crew, uh what more can I say with, with a greatest hits package? You get what you get and they, they really pull out all the stops with pyro and lasers and the whole spectacle is there you will not be disappointed seeing these bands maybe in the future i don't know because i really don't know what the state of their state of touring is as of right now so to speak finally we reach the uproar festival man i ran through this list pretty quick then again i don't really want to spend too much time just breaking down every little detail because I can't remember every little detail. Remember certain things that are memorable. Like taking the bus to go see Megadeth. This last one was a really lucky one because I really thought the Kiss Motley Crew one was gonna be my final show for the year. But Uproar Festival came came about within that same day. It was a it was Saturday, September fifteenth, two thousand twelve want to give another shout out to my buddy Randy who called me up earlier that morning and said hey I have an extra ticket for I'm going to the Uproar Festival with some friends and they have an extra ticket do you want to go I said sure I have nothing to do I don't think I had anything going on that day other than probably some homework I was doing for school but That could get done the day after (laughs) Sunday, which was usually when I did everything. I said, yeah, cool. Let's go. So I get he picks me up and two other friends were with us. And I looked at the bill. I said, our poor festival. So who's playing? And. I had already listened to most of these songs that these bands played. I just never really dealt. Too deep into them because I know they were on the radio then, and I had heard some songs from several of the shows I listened to back then. On there was I remember when The Rock of Jericho was on iHeart Radio with Chris Jericho hosting. He would play a lot of those songs from that scene. The headlining tour was Shine Down. No, it was yeah, no, it was Shine Down, Godsmack, and Stained. And they had all the side stages that I think we, we only ended up seeing. Oh man, I want to say it was one. It could have been two to three bands that we saw on the side stage because it was burning hot. I mean, by the time we got there, we found out Fozzie was playing on the side stage. So sure enough, Rock of Jericho, Chris Jericho, it all comes around. We end up seeing Fozzie perform live. i had already been a huge Fozzie fan from God knows when. And they were doing a cool thing where you could buy the, the CD, whatever CD they had out at the time. I think it was Sin and Bones. And that automatically gave you a wristband for a meet and greet after the show. Where they would sign your album. And I want to say they gave you a poster that was also signed and took a picture with you. I Only thing I didn't get was a picture. Because it was so... The way they had it was so unorganized. Nothing on their part. I think it was just the people that were organizing the, the whole thing. So first time meeting chris Jericho jericho's really really cool guy I got to know him not on not on a friend basis i'm not tooting my own horn here but every time that i see him somehow seems to recognize me for some reason not that i'm stalking him all the time it's just it's just because every time that i meet him on on that occasion it's always a conversation about something this last time I saw Fozzie in concert last September. He took notice of the t-shirt that I was wearing, which was an Iron Maiden t-shirt. I had gone to see an Iron Maiden the week prior. And we just started talking about Iron Maiden. <laughs> and then all these years before that, we talked about, you know, I think the they had graduated, they played at the House of Blues. So we talked about that and really, really cool guy, really down to earth really a huge inspiration to all the things that I do. I know he's a really what they would call a renaissance man. Always has different projects going on, whether it's, you know, aside from whether it's wrestling or the music part or podcasting or writing books, hosting TV shows, comedy, you name it. So took care of that. Saw... a little bit of stained, not really a huge stained fan, but I know a couple of their songs. And then Godsmack and Shinedown was what really did it for me. Godsmack really brings me back to the the early two thousands. Especially like two thousand two was when they were really, really huge. I know Sully Erna gets a lot of s a lot of hate nowadays. I mean, granted, it's, sometimes he does say a lot of stupid shit on the internet, which personally I think he should refrain from, you know, if you're going to, yeah, I'm all for expressing your opinion, but when it starts going deep into like political affiliations and your thoughts on that, it's like, nah, you're kind of kinda walking on thin ice right there. It kind of goes away from what your original intentions were with music. Your fans... You st- start alienating a lot of your fans. It's just my take. Nonetheless, Godsmack's pretty good. And Shinedown was headlining the the festival. Again, f- long seating for this one. I mean, really had no choice, but I wasn't going to complain. It was a free ticket. <laughs> Shinedown was... It's one of those bands that was really, really huge at that time. I think they're still huge nowadays. I mean, I still hear some of their songs being played on rotation on Sirius XM. They got a lot of songs like Sound of Madness, uh, Second Chance, Bully. Really like, a lot of their songs I really... I really enjoyed listening to live. Very, very controversial, too, because they've been accused of lip syncing a lot of the stuff. I don't know. It could be true. It could be 100% false, but I had to pause myself for a little bit there. See, that's the problem with living in an apartment with your family. You really have no privacy, <laughs> so I think it's time to move out. Overall, really, really good shows that I was very fortunate to attend in 2012, regardless of financial circumstances. Furthermore, continuing the trend of reviewing these shows. So I have three years down, seven more to go. Or eight. I was never really good at math in school anyway, so. I really thank you guys. Really appreciate you tuning in to listen. I know sometimes I put out things on social media that'll be promoting the show, saying that the show will be returning with new episodes the following week and whatnot. It's just, you know, sometimes things get in the way. Uh, The week prior, I just really wasn't feeling the need to record. I mean, I if if i wanted to i could have put it out i just felt like i would have been half-assing it most of the time and i don't want to do that because i really really want to bring forth a great amount of good content but like i always say it's quality over quantity i'd rather have a shitty 15 to 20 to, to 30 minute episode over an hour-long crap episode and then just not come back the next week but just something for you guys to enjoy again If you like what you hear, you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, feel free to do so. The Hangout Podcast is free. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the show on all four platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube. All feedback is welcome. Comments, concerns, problems, issues, whatever the case may be. Feel free to drop by. So. Thank you guys for tuning in to another music edition of the hangout podcast. We'll see you next time.